welcome to the First Down Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Jackson. This is episode six. Already six of these things. Wow, look at us. Today we're going to be talking about five fantasy-friendly teams. We're going to go ahead and get breaking down onto those teams here shortly. First, we're going to touch on some news. Also, we'll be touching on my top 12 QBs and running backs. And this is rankings that I am projecting for end of season. So this is where I think these guys are going to end up. Also got eight draft tips I'm going to give you guys today as well. And we're going to round out the show with some shout-outs. But let's go ahead and touch on the news and not too much going on. Uh, training camp, that's pretty much it. You know, players are playing. Little injury bumps here and there, but some exciting news that I think that pertains to fantasy particularly is Leonard Fournette from the Jaguars, oh, previously on the Jaguars, uh, got waived. And before you know it, a team came knocking and picked him up and Guess who that team was? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm sure it's going to be all over ESPN and all the major sports channels and, and social feed, media and feeds and all that good stuff. But I'm going to say it right now. And this is kind of my prediction for this Bucks offense. Now, before I was a little excited seeing what they were putting together, but now it's just you got a lot of sexy names on that team. You know, Brady, Gronk, Evans, Godwin, O.J. Howard, uh, LaShawn McCoy, and now Leonard Fournette. If this team sucks, it legit will remind me of what – it's the hype train, I think, is what I'm trying to get at, is they have this hype train right now of looking like last year's Cleveland Browns. And I get it. Like, I see all the talent you brought there. You started with Brady. I mean, you had Mike Evans there already, Godwin there already. Just repeating myself a little bit, but, I mean, is Tampa Bay going to be the first team to host a Super Bowl in their own stadium? I mean, that's, I mean, home field advantage. I mean, no fans though, right? But still, going to be a little interesting to see how good this Buccaneers team is. Other than that, Alvin Kamara, um apparently was in a contract negotiation holdout talks uh with new orleans and they didn't really take long to put his ass on the free agency market or not free agency market trade block he is a uh due at the end of the season to become a free agent and is seeking that extension from new orleans but yeah i'm guessing talks went south and they had him on the Twitter just trending up, saying that he was available. At this point, though, it's just like, who's going to trade for him? One, he's at the end of his contract, so he's expected to get a new one. So this team trading for him would have to pay for him. And then two, no one really trades for running backs anymore. It's go get someone in the draft. And the Saints are crazy if they traded Kamara. I mean, the guy's healthy. He's a top five back, and he's just... He's good outside, uh, getting outside, um, and as well as just as a pass catcher in the, in the middle and just breaking tackles. He's a great release valve for Breeze, and I think he makes Drew Breeze's life a lot easier as well, too. But, yeah, the Saints would be crazy, in my opinion, if they traded Alvin Kamara. Um, but give the kid a con uh, his extension. He's deserved it. He's been a solid offensive player for that team and someone solid for a fantasy as well too other than that though not too much else news going on 
Mohamed Sanu got dropped by the Patriots after last year. They traded a second-round pick to Atlanta for Sanu, and it just didn't pan out. And you can kind of hear the joy in my voice because I just I really despise that that whole operation there in New England. I just, uh, I mean, Cam Newton, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you. I'm cheering you on. Um, I want it to be just hopefully a one and done year and then you go to another team. I mean, come to Denver. We'll take you. I'm still not sold on Drew Locke, but I hope you have a good season. But yeah, New England just Belichick. It's the evil empire, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> but anyway, that's pretty much all we got going on for the news. Nothing really trending up. Uh, week one starts next Thursday. It's almost here. We're going to have Kansas City versus Houston. I can't wait. And a lot of fantasy guys in that game, too. Deshaun versus Patty Mahomes. It's going to be it's gonna be one for the ages, hopefully. I think the Chiefs might blow them out. But it should be a, a, at least a decent game. So we're going to go ahead and just jump into my top 12 QBs and tw top 12 running backs. We're going to hit the QBs first. Starting from, we'll go ahead and go hit 12 through 8. And uh, surprise at 12 is uh, I got Joe Burrow from Cincinnati. Again, I think they're going to be playing from behind a lot this year. Uh, that defense really isn't talented. Um, so I think they're going to be counting on that offense and either playing with the lead or trying to come back in games. And, I mean, they got a lot of offensive weapons there. And I think Joe Burrow is really going to take the reins of this offense and shine as a rookie especially. Did it at LSU um, and just – he has that leadership mentality, and I mean, you can see it when he takes the field. The dude's a boss, and um, yeah, I think he's going to be great for the league and great for fantasy as well. And just kind of skimming through, we're going to hit some of these names that usually are around this time, but around this area. But Matt Ryan, I got at eleven. Um, Josh Allen, I actually have at ten. I don't, I don't see Josh finishing in uh, the top five like a lot of people are projecting. I just I haven't seen the accuracy yet on his throws, and I mean, there's only so much you could do with your feet. And I, yes, I know Lamar Jackson last year balled out, was an amazing runner, but he also improved on his his passing game like a lot. And it's like until I see Josh Allen do that, I'm not really gonna put a lot of faith into him. Do I think he's gonna have a great year? Yes, but I don't. I'm not gonna bet my fantasy season on that. Josh Allen's gonna be a top five guy i'm sorry i think he'd be top 10 for sure but top five it's you gotta have that passing game going on with it too and until i see that i don't think we can move him up got aaron Rodgers at nine uh russell wilson at number eight and they refuse to build a, an offensive line there in seattle for russell and it's just going to make his life even more of a living hell that it is i mean the dude's constantly scrambling constantly taking hits avoiding hits he does make amazing plays and is able to create something out of nothing but it's just like how long can you rely on that for and then until he actually i mean takes a serious hit like that's your franchise qb you need to protect him but yeah, for fantasy this year, I um, got them there at eight. They don't really have a solid running game going on right now. Chris Carson's out, or coming back from a surgery. Carlos Hyde's a pickup. We'll see what he can do. And then Rashad Penny's still recovering from his ACL last year. Um, so, yeah, and just they didn't really add too many offensive weapons. Greg Olson from the Panthers, I mean, the guy's about to retire. Um, 
DK Metcalf is going to be improved. Tyler Lockett's going to be, you know, someone you can count on. I like both of those guys in fantasy, but Wilson, I think, you know, he's going to be a number eight finishing up for me. We're going to go ahead and hit through seven through th uh, three right now. And uh, number seven is going to be a surprise, I think, to a lot of people. But I'm going to put Baker Mayfield there. And let me sell you on this. The hype, all the pressure is gone. I think he's going to be able to go and just play football now and not worry about the limelight being on him. I mean, yes, he's in Cleveland, so the expectations are, you know, are high. And it's weird to say high because just like, you just want to see them have a good quarterback already. But I think with the weapons he has there with Odell, Jarvis, uh, Austin Hooper, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt there, I mean, those are enough weapons to have a really good regular season and also a good fantasy season. And with uh, Stefanski coming from Minnesota, he utilizes the run game a lot. So I think that's going to really give Chubb and Hunt a lot of touch. But it's also going to take pressure off of Baker to where when they do pass, I think Baker's going to be able to hit on those passes. I mean, we saw what Kirk Cousins was able to do and what Case Keenum was able to do in Minnesota. Stefanski was that offensive coordinator. He was the one calling those plays. And so with two elite receivers with Odell and Jarvis Landry, I don't see how they can't be a better version of what Minnesota's offense was um, for the past couple years. So I have Mayfield taking a big step up there at number seven. Number six, kind of referring back to the news there. I mean, if the Bucks are good, you got to throw Brady in somewhere. So he's at six. Obviously, I mean, there's really no reason to explain it. Look at the weapons and, I mean, you put two and two together. <laughs> um, number five, I got Deshaun Watson. With Deshaun, and we're going to touch on Houston here in a minute, but with Deshaun, it's can your receiver stay healthy? Can the team stay healthy? And I know some guys are going to get nicked up here and there, but primarily his wide receivers and David Johnson in the backfield can stay healthy. I think Deshaun Watson finishes in that top five. They're going to be passing the ball a lot. David Johnson, I mean, he can catch out of the backfield. He's going to be a three-down workhorse, so... I expect him to get a lot of touches, a lot of receptions as well, too. And, I mean, D-Hop's gone, so that's a lot of targets that are going to be spread out. Hopefully they go to who I'm projecting as a, honestly, a sleeper and someone who I have finishing possibly in the top 20 um, is Will Fuller. I'm going to get more into detail that in a sec. But, yeah, Deshaun Watson, I have him finishing at number five. Number four, I got Kyler Murray. Now he's with Deshaun Watson's old co-mate there, with, uh, there in Arizona. So you got Murray and D-Hop. You got Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, Kenyon Drake. It's a pretty explosive offense there. I don't see how Murray doesn't finish in the top five, especially with his scrambling and especially with the offense that they run. The offense, and that's what I like about Cliff Kingsbury, is... Kind of like what Baltimore did last year. They built the offense around Lamar Jackson. I think that's what Arizona is doing this year is building this offense around Kyler Murray. Now, do I think Kyler Murray is going to go win MVP and, and take the league over? No, but I think he's going to show how talented he is and how good of a quarterback he can be. And unfortunately, they didn't have a you know a long offseason, a, a long time to really build a connection between D-Hop and Kyler. But... It comes down to it, both of these guys are playmakers, and especially D-Hop, and he's proven that. And Kyler really just needs to put the ball in his vicinity, and he's going to make a play. And other than that, I mean, you got Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Legend. I mean, he's still there. Dude is a 
yeah, I just it's so hard to explain how long he's been in the league and just playing at a high level year after year. And then Christian Kirk already has that relationship built with Kyler. So I think Kyler's got the uh, weapons there to succeed, and especially with the offense being in his favor. So I got him at number four. Number three is Lamar Jackson. I do think he is going to regress a little bit. I think the league saw what he did last year, took note, and now we're going to find new ways to keep Lamar from blowing up in games. And, I mean, I still think he is going to blow up in games and have some of those great games. But they're also Baltimore has also got some better defenses they're playing this year. And I don't see Jackson really hitting his numbers that he hit last year. Maybe rushing, yeah, but passing, um, it's going to be hard because they really didn't add any offensive weapons there either for Jackson other than J.K. Dobbins in the backfield. Uh, Duvernay from Texas, um, I think he's a 5'11 receiver. Not really a big target there other than Mark Andrews at tight end. But I have Lamar finishing there at three. Number two and number one. So Mahomes is in there, but I have him at number two. I think that, I mean, not really a Super Bowl hangover, but I think Mahomes is going to finish top three in fantasy probably for like the next 10 years. I mean, let's be honest. But I have him, yeah, just at number two. He's going to have a great season. Um, and just number one, I think he's going to have a better season than him and win MVP in fantasy and in real life. And that's Dak Prescott. I am so high on the Cowboys. I don't think I've ever honestly been high on them ever like this, but I think this year they look very impressive on on paper, that is. Them and, uh, yeah, of course, Tampa Bay, but just with Dak not getting the contract, I think that's going to put a little chip on his shoulders just to go out and kind of prove something. And, I mean, with the addition of CeeDee Lamb there, you still have that offensive line. You still have your uh, receiving duo there with Mari Cooper and Michael Gallup. They are hurting at tight end a little bit, but Blake Jarwin seems to be getting a lot of hype now. He's an athletic tight end, but it's a lot of targets to go around, so he'll he'll get his touch. And then Zeke in the backfield. I mean, he's reliable, and you know, year after year, he's been a reliable running back. And then Dak, just with his mobility, able to break the pocket. I think he really is just going to go for it and. Yeah, I think he has the potential just to, to hit MVP this year. I, I really see it like working out perfectly for them. I mean, of course, injury happens, this and that or whatever. But I think Dak's really going to take on that leadership this year, and especially with Jason Garrett gone, which makes me even more excited to see what this Cowboy team can actually be this year. But those are my top 12 QBs. We're going to go ahead and transition over to the running backs, and then we'll start hitting with these eight draft tips that I have. So starting at number 12 is a rookie, actually, from the Indianapolis Colts, Jonathan Taylor. So this guy at Wisconsin was an animal, complete animal. He's fast. He's big. He looks like he reminds me of Saquon Barkley. Um, You can catch out of the backfield. He's just he's a he's a guy who can make plays. Pretty much, you give him the opportunity to make a play, he can make a play. He's a three-down back. I think he's going to take that role over from Marlon Mack pretty quickly. Um, and yeah, he's just going to really be a solid piece behind this Colts uh, line for years to come. I think he's going to take a lot of pr- pressure off of Phillip Rivers and just be able to... Yeah, he's going to hit a lot of... Th- I think he's going to get it a thousand-season... Uh, a thousand-yard season this year. Like, I... 
don't see how it doesn't happen for him, especially with that offensive line. And even if Phillip Rivers is struggling, then you feed him the ball. And just with his talent alone, this guy's a beast. So, yeah, I got John Taylor at number 12. Number 11, I got Derrick Henry. Um, I'm just going to sum it up. Regression. He took so much just work and use last year and they just fed him and fed him the ball and it's just like when is he gonna wear down and i think that's gonna kind of catch up with him this year so i have him taking a i mean he's still gonna be the top 12 guy i mean don't get me wrong he's gonna have a good season for fantasy but i just have him there at number 11 number 10 i have a bounce back player and that is todd Gurley. so this prediction this kind of projection here is I really just, I look at his knees, and if they're good, then he's good. If his knee arthritis gets him this year, then I was wrong. (laughs) And and that's pretty much how I'm going to sum it up. But man, Todd Gurley, when he's healthy, he's finished at running back number one before. Going to Atlanta, they don't have as much of a good line as they did in L.A., at least when he was there. Um, as well as the offensive mind of Sean McVay. But I feel, still think Todd Gurley's going to be a three-down back in Atlanta. Um, he can catch out of the backfield as well, too. I think they're going to rely on him a lot, too, early on in the season. So we're going to kind of see it uh, sooner than uh, later. So Todd Gurley, I have him getting back up in that top ten there. And then I'm going to go ahead and hit through nine through five. And I got Kenyon Drake at number nine, just kind of laying back onto that Cardinals high-powered offense, I think. Whenever Kyler's not throwing the ball, Kenyon Drake's going to be taking touches or even uh, checkdowns as well, too. He's going to be a nice safety valve there for Kyler Murray in the backfield. And so he's going to be a great PPR guy. Number eight, I got Aaron Jones, and he's on a contract year. And kind of a little trend that these running backs that are on their contract year, they get used and abused like literally just touches after touches after touches get fed the ball which is great because they have a good season then you know there's opportunity for them to get that contract or even get that extension to stay with the team but i mean injury age plays a factor in it and i mean even if they don't even have a great season then that kind of shows you what's what that player really is but i think aaron jones is actually one of the better backs in this league that doesn't get a lot of credit and i think he's gonna have a great season this year um i do see green bay using him a lot they're gonna need to but uh, i think he's gonna for sure just deliver on where you're drafting him at, at as well too in the second round but uh yeah aaron jones i got him at number eight and now this one hurt me because i'm a huge fan of this guy but I just don't see this team, their offense not being that great. And that is going to be the New York Giants and Saquon Barkley. I think Saquon Barkley is going to unfortunately take another step back. Like, I get it. The talent is amazing. Like, but how much can you rely on that versus how much you can rely on like the team being good and the team success? You can't put that all on one guy, and especially the running back. I mean, we saw Derrick Henry last year, but is Daniel Jones a proven quarterback like Tannehill broke out last year? Like, I just don't see Jones as that guy. Barkley already got nicked up last year. I know he's coming in healthy. Um, They haven't really done anything to that offensive line either. I mean, they drafted a kid from Georgia, left tackle. Ah, I've spaced out on his name. Andrew Thomas. There we go. They drafted Andrew Thomas out of uh, Georgia. So, I mean, that's they're building on it, but I don't think that they're 
there yet for him to really have that season where he finishes at running back one, which I think is going to happen, but just not this year. I don't see it happening. I got him at number seven. Uh, Dalvin Cook at number six. They're going to use Dalvin like they always use him. Um, he's going to get his touches. He's going to be reliable, solid guy in, 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 and in, out. I uh, only thing that makes me nervous about Dalvin is that uh, his durability. Um, if, can he stay healthy for a full season? Because if he would have a couple years ago, he would have finished as a running back one. Um, he's just very explosive, very fast running back as well too. So if he gets an edge, like he's gone. It's crazy to see how he moves on the field. But I like Dalvin Cook there at number six. Now in my top five, number five is I, I kind of started buying on the hype train. And I'm going to put Clyde Hilaire Edwards, the rookie on the Kansas City Chiefs. So he played at LSU last year with Joey Burrow. And he's really good, actually. I went back and kind of watched some of the, the college football playoffs. And he can go. Yeah, I was actually really impressed to see just how explosive, how tough he is. And just going to an offense like Kansas City, and especially with Damian Williams sitting out, LaShawn McCoy's not there anymore. He's in a, he's he's the running back. Like he's going to be a three down back, and on top of that, I'm sure Mahomes is going to be able to feed him some balls out of the uh, the backfield as well too. And yeah, he's just going to be another great asset to that to that team. And I think his rookie year is going to be a solid one. I got him finishing in there at number five. Um, and now actually uh, talking about. LSU and Joe Burrow, I think Joe Burrow's running back on the Bengals. Joe Mixon's going to finish at number four. Joe Mixon has the potential, I think, this year, and I'm just really high on him to finish at RB1. Um, he's a great PPR back. On top of that, he's a three-down back as well. Zach Taylor, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard to say what his offense is, but Joe Mixon did see a lot of touches last year and was nicked up for a couple games, but they are a much improved offense. The offensive line is healthy, which I think is key for this Bengals team. And it's gonna open up a lot for Mixon as well too. And I just really think he's gonna break out of that shell and really take that step in that top five. Um, I got him here at four. Unfortunately, I wanted to put him higher, but I just don't think the Bengals are gonna be as good um, to really produce, you know, a running back one or someone even in the top three. But number four, I'm going to, you know, he's going to be around that area for sure. Number three, I got Christian McCaffrey. I do not believe that running backs can finish number one again. Uh, new coach, new system. You know, it's not guaranteed that they're going to use McCaffrey like they have in the past, um, especially with Teddy Bridgewater now taking quarterback. They might pass the ball actually a little more, um, which takes away from McCaffrey's touches. I still have dropped him number one. He's a solid running back. I mean, he arguably could be the best running back in football. And he's a guy that can, yeah, break any play. Hopefully he gets goal line touches. That's one thing I really hope they don't take away from him. Um, and then just using him in, in the flat too and just his PPR game is – He's a beast. Like his catching out of the field and just making plays, like it's very impressive. But I got McCaffrey there at number three. And number two, and it's kind of funny, we were just talking about him in the news. I got Alvin Kamara, and we're going to rely back to that contract year and to proving it and to earning that extension, and which I think he's going to. I think, unfortunately, I don't think the Saints are going to, I think their time is gone. 
come and gone for their Super Bowl window, but I still think, you know, they're going to be a playoff team. They're going to be a team that has a good season. Them and Tampa are going to be battling for that first place spot in the NFC South. And yeah, I think Kamara is going to be one of those guys to lead the charge on the Saints offense this year with the addition of Emmanuel Sanders. That's going to kind of take away some of the pressure he was getting or even double coverages he was getting aside from Michael Thomas as well too. Um, Jared Cook's back. Again, Michael Thomas is out there. So I think it's going to give Kamara a lot more opportunity and chances to make plays, which he has proven that he can do. And I think that he's going to have a great season. And I got him there at number two. And at number one, if you didn't see it coming, I mean, I was just hyping up Dak Prescott on this Cowboys offense. I think Zeke's going to finish number one. I'm telling you, man, this Cowboys offense is going to be so high octane. It's just going to be amazing. I'm... What the Chiefs looked like uh, a couple years ago, I see Dallas in that tier. I see them being that good. Um, offense and defense, but especially just on offense, I think Zeke is primed to have a great season and to finish out running back one. He has a new coach in McCarthy, but I think McCarthy just is going to know how to use all these weapons and use them. And the benefits to where the players can actually make plays and show their true talent. And yeah, I think this Cowboys offense is just going to ball. I keep saying it and I keep repeating myself, but go draft a Cowboy. Don't be afraid of it. They're going to pay off. But those are my top 12 running backs and quarterbacks. We're going to go ahead and hit these eight draft tips and then get into our team breakdowns. So tip number one. Don't be afraid to reach on a player. And when I say that, primarily, I mean, yes, don't reach for someone who can get way later in a draft, um, especially like quarterbacks. But if you're sitting at the turn, and let's just throw an example out there. Um, someone who I've been wanting to reach on is Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know if I should take him in the third or fourth round. I kind of want to see if he can fall to me in the fifth. And... And I'm at the 11th spot. So it's just like trying to debate, you know what, do I want to risk it and see if it pays off or just go get the guy I want. And when it comes down to it, just go get the guy you want. You know, go with your gut feeling because, yes, it's great to see all these players ranked ahead of them. You're like, oh, wow, look at, you know, this guy's 30 something and this guy's 20 something. And then, yes, I get it. They have their rankings, but just because they have a ranking doesn't determine on how the season is going to go for them. And that's where it's just like you look at the talent, you look at the player, and if this player has drawn your interest for whatever reason, then go get him. Don't be afraid to draft him. I mean, that goes for even, I mean, Lamar and Patrick Mahomes, if you are that high on those guys and think they can win you a league, draft them in the first or second round. I personally wouldn't draft in the first round, but maybe the second round, you know, I might flirt with it. I might give that a wink or so. But yeah. That's my first tip there. Don't be afraid to reach. And then just kind of tying in with it. Don't overanalyze on your picks. You know, don't second guess and, and, and panic if you don't know who to pick, you know. Again, and this is kind of then where you, ha you can use the rankings in your advantage and just see, you know what, who's a great 
value at this spot? Who is falling? Who is someone that is in a good offense that can be beneficial to my team or even just to build my team out? I mean, if you go wide receiver heavy, then look some, for some of those uh, running backs that catch out of the backfield, like a Philip Lindsay, like a James White, maybe even like a Matt Breida too in Miami, you know? But don't overanalyze it. Don't panic because you didn't get the guy that you wanted. It's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. You are still going to be able to build an amazing team. So don't overanalyze. Number three, I got look for players on good offenses. And I mean, this one isn't really like every year, but I think this year is for sure this year with no like legit offseason like training camps, no preseason. You got to look at teams that were good last year. And I think kind of pick up on some of those guys that were on those teams. So like Houston was good and Kansas City and Baltimore. Um, Green Bay for some reason was really good. I mean, but that again, Aaron Jones, he was part of that. Um, yeah, just don't don't be afraid to uh, to take players on good offenses. There's going to be plenty of balls to go around. And like the two offenses that make me a little nervous Dallas, I wouldn't like CeeDee Lamb is someone that I'm a little nervous about because he's a rookie, but everyone else I feel comfortable with. Now, Tampa, that's a lot of mouths to feed there with the running game, with Brady, with Gronk. And, you know, it's someone's going to get left out of that equation. I don't know if Brady's arm is as good as it was. I mean, if it is, then you have nothing to worry about with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh oj howard now gronk i mean i'm a little worried about the injuries there but other than that i mean this team looks great on paper so just to sum it up though look at teams that are you know operations that are good every year that have a history of putting a good team out there and don't be afraid to draft those guys our next tip i got is draft the best wide receiver on bad teams and a prime example of this is the Washington football team. Go draft Scary Terry. That's Terry McLaurin. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Draft DJ Chark. Um, the Miami Dolphins. Go draft Devontae Parker. And the New York Jets. And this is one that I was really trying to depend on which receiver to draft. And because they don't really have a wide receiver one. They have a rookie named Denzel Mims. They have a tight end and Chris Herndon. Uh, Brashad Perriman's there. But I think their true hidden number one is Jamison Crowder. He's a PPR guy. He's going to get a lot of targets. Uh, same goes for the Giants. I mean, look who's there with Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard. I personally think Golden Tate is like a value. Like he's going to have a, a, the amount of balls thrown to him and just have that potential to be a great ppr guy so look for the best wide receiver on these bad teams because i think they for sure will bring a value to your team and think of it this way bad teams are gonna have to throw the ball to get back in the games all right who are they gonna throw the ball to probably their best receivers put two and two together there it's kind of common sense i know not really it doesn't seem like it but trust me look for those uh wide receivers on bad teams my next tip, do not take a quarterback early. So that does not go for Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Yes, take them. If you want them in round one, round you just have to have them. Do what you got to do. Everyone else, build your team out. Get your wide receivers. Get your running backs especially. This is a, a deep running back year. 
and uh yeah just i don't see why you need to take you know get your wide receiver spots taken get your running back spots taken i mean hell even get a tight end or your flex and and then start looking at your quarterbacks and that's where you can start looking for the mobility guys like Dak and deshaun watson kyler murray or even the quarterbacks in good offenses like brady uh mayfield rogers matt ryan you know, look at those guys there. Um, and then my next tip kind of ties in with that is load up on your running backs this year. Running back position is very shallow. And, I mean, we have a lot of rookies coming in, but they're unproven. Other than that, the running backs, a lot go in the first round. Like, it's pretty much 10 running backs have been going in the first round in every mock draft I've been doing. And the second round is just kind of... All right, it's a second tier, guys. And even the second round backs, they're really good at the beginning of the second round, and then you see a huge drop-off. And then you get more into the riskier running backs, like the Todd Gurley's, the David Johnson's, the James Connors, the guys who have injury history. So try to load up on your running backs as much as possible. That's a strategy I'm actually going with this year. I'm going to be trying to get three running backs in the first three rounds. Um, I mean, unless, of course... You have a, a wide receiver that you just can't pass up on or a player you just can't pass up on. But running back is for sure my primary position where I want to be safe at because you can really build up on a lot of wide receivers. Wide receiver class this year is deep. Um, a lot of teams, too, just have loaded up on good, solid wide receivers, and it's kind of sticking out to you know those one and two guys on those teams are. So it's it's a lot deeper than it has been. Um, but yeah, load up on your running backs this year. And my last couple tips here is do not take a defense early. It's not necessary. Take it at the end of the draft. Don't take a tight end early. And I mean, Kelsey and Kittle were, you know, they're going to get picked. Mark Andrews, he's another guy. I don't know how I feel about Ertz. I feel like he gets hurt too much. And Dallas Goddard is probably going to take his job in either this year or next year. But the tight end position is really deep this year. And I like guys like Noah Fant and Eric Ebron, Jack Doyle, Tyler Higby. Like these are going to be tight ends you can get in between like rounds 8 and 12 that are going to be solid, perfect tight ends for you. So don't reach on tight end. Address the position, of course. Once you know you have your team built out, maybe even some bench guys built out, then address the tight end. I don't see taking a tight end early in your benefit, and it's honestly a position that I might be streaming this year. So don't be afraid uh, to wait on tight end. And my last tip for you guys is draft a handcuff that is in a good offense or behind a good running back. So to give you a couple of examples, so like for Joe Mixon, someone I'm high on, Giovanni Bernard is someone that would go, you know, as a handcuff for him. So look at guys like that uh, for Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds, for Zeke, Tony Pollard. You know, you want to look at these guys as backups and see, you know, if this, if my, if this star gets injured, that person who I got on my bench instantly is going to get all that work and have the potential to be a top 12 running back. And I mean, with Dalvin Cook, you got Alexander Madison. And with Aaron Jones, you got Jamal Williams or this new kid, Dylan, uh, AJ Dylan. 
who's a rookie who could very well just take that backfield over if one of these guys goes down. And I think a very important handcuff, and I mean, I've seen him go early in dress, but Latavius Murray for New Orleans, because he actually gets some some touches as well. He takes away from Kamara. He's more of a power back, but, you know, if Kamara goes down, Latavius Murray's going to be a top 12 running back. And that's someone who I want on my bench to where he pretty much just hit the lottery. So... That's going to go ahead and wrap it up on those segments there. And we're just going to get down into our team breakdowns. And first we have the Green Bay Packers. They went 13-3 last year. And it sucks because they have a really easy schedule this year. So I got them going 12-4. and They open up against Minnesota, Detroit, and New Orleans. Um... I like those games for Devontae Adams, for Aaron Rodgers. I think, you know, nothing high score. I don't think they're going to blow any of these teams out of the water. Detroit might be a fun game to watch. Um, Minnesota, I feel like that's always a close game. And then just them in New Orleans. I think New Orleans will be able to put the clamps on these guys. But, um, yeah, I got Green Bay finishing at 12-4. and four. They have a super easy schedule again. And, like, the players you're going to want to own on this offense and – I was kind of just saying it earlier. Aaron Jones, um, I think he's going to be a good running back. They're going to use him a lot. So they're going to give him the touches. He can catch out of the backfields as well, too. For wide receiver, now this is kind of touching back on the previous episode, but Devontae Adams, I got him finishing out wide receiver one for a reason. He's going to be there by himself. All those targets are going to him. Uh, Valdez Scantling is someone who I've heard in camp uh, make a lot of improvement and he's actually someone who I am listing as a sleeper actually and that's who I was going to touch on now was you know Devontae Adams yeah if he he's going to see double coverages and that means someone's going to have to kind of step up to open up the passing game for them and I think that's going to be Marquez Valdez Scantling last year he was hit and miss have you seen this guy play he's humongous like he looks like he should be a tight end but he's someone who can go get the ball. Rodgers really just needs to lob it up to him, and I think he can make some big plays just based off his size and his height alone. But, yeah, I think Valdez Scantling is going to be a great sleeper, uh, someone you can get at the end of drafts. Devontae Adams, I mean, you know he's going to go in probably the first or second round, but same with Aaron Jones. Aaron, I haven't seen him really go in the first round, but he's going to be a second-round guy, I think, uh, especially in the early second round. And um, my kind of player to avoid, and it's going to sound weird, but he can be a hit and miss. And I mean, is this the last year for Aaron Rodgers to be elite? Because they haven't brought any weapons. They drafted his backup. Like, are they trying to push him out of the building? And I think he's going to have to play really well to prove hey i'm still at the top of my game so he's someone that i think could be a possible bust this year at the same time do i think that's going to happen no but be cautious when drafting him um that's all i think just to chalk it up as is you know if you take aaron Rodgers, maybe take a second quarterback just as insurance and that way you know if aaron Rodgers isn't reliable you're not looking you know foolish you can drop him or try to move him in a trade but I really hope this isn't his Brett Favre year, and you know, that's gonna be sad to see, because I've loved watching Aaron Rodgers play over the years, but that's pretty much my wrap-up there for the Packers. We're gonna go ahead and move on to the Texans, and I got the Texans, they finished last year at 10-6. and 
this year they have the potential and this their team was really hard for me to kind of break down because I think a lot of their team just depends if they can stay healthy or not. Um, and they open up against Kansas City, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh. That is a gauntlet to start the season out with. And um, I think they're going to play, be playing from behind every game, so which is good. That means Watson's going to be passing the ball to this very uh, fast receiving core. Uh, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, Kenny Stills. They got Randall Cobb under the middle. But, yeah, I think Deshaun Watson's going to lead this team. Um Along with David Johnson. I think David Johnson's going to be a three-down back. And he's someone who I could see really fitting in well with this Houston offense. Which is, they try to be a, you know, a run team before and it just doesn't work for them. But he can catch out of the backfield, which makes him very valuable. And especially in fantasy. Will Fuller's someone who, if he stays healthy, he can be a top 15 wide receiver. He can win you a week. The guy's had a 50-point fantasy game before. All it takes is a couple bombs from him, from Watson to him, and they've done it a couple times um, in the past season. So Will Fuller is someone who I would be taking in all my drafts if you can get him, I'd say about round, round five, round six. And then someone who could probably even get after drafts that's going to get a lot of touches I think is Randall Cobb. You got a veteran uh, receiver there in the slot. I think he's going to be great for Watson and, and especially for Watson's development. I think just see Randall Cobb really fitting into this Texans offense very well. Um, maybe even picking up some of that slack from Brandon Cooks because Brandon Cooks isn't really a slot guy. He's more of an outside beat you on the uh, on the hike, you know, kind of guy. Just first steps and then tries to get you know uses his speed to his advantage. But with the departure of D-Hop, that leaves so many targets to go around. So I think any of these receivers will be a great dart throw. Um, and yeah, I think Cooks and Cobb will be serviceable pieces. And Will Fuller can finish as the, the wide receiver one on this team. So the Texans, I think, have a really good fantasy outlook this year. We're going to go ahead and move on now to the Indianapolis Colts. They went 7-9 and nine last year. And, and this year, I got them going 9-7. and seven. Um, it's hard to really think Philip Rivers is going to lead this team in the right direction. And, I mean, it's great that they got a, an amazing running back in Jonathan Taylor, who we touched on earlier. T.Y. Hilton, I'm not a fan. He always seems to get injured, like, every year. I can't remember the last time he stayed fully healthy for a season. He's going to be a serviceable wide receiver until he gets hurt, but let's not even say that. I don't think he's going to get hurt, but... It's hard to rely on a guy who year after year gets dinged up and banged up. And, you know, Phillip Rivers, if they're going to let Phillip be Phillip, he's going to throw the ball a lot. And he's got an offensive line in front of him, too. So I think they're going to give Phillip the opportunity to go out there and make some plays. He's got Hilton. Um, talked about tight end and Jack Doyle. I think Jack Doyle is going to be a great sleeper tight end this year. Uh, Rivers is someone who looked at the tight end position in previous years when he was in San Diego, Antonio Gates, when he was with the LA Chargers, um, Hunter Henry, you know, he throws to that tight end position and quite often. And then the rookie on this team at wide receiver, Michael Pittman Jr., I think can probably take over this wide receiver one role. Um, out of USC, he's 
you know, pretty big guy. Um, Rivers just honestly needs to put it on the top shelf for him to go make plays. Um, this can be a high-octane offense, but, yeah, I like Pittman as a good sleeper there at the end of your draft to, to pick up on. John Taylor, take him in round three. Don't even mess around with it. Just take him. Be happy with the pick. Rivers, I think you can play him in some games this year. I personally don't want to trust my fantasy week with Phillip Rivers as my QB, but if you're that kind of person that likes to roll that way, then no judgment towards you. <laughs> But that's kind of the wrap-up I have there with the Colts. Next, we're going to go ahead and hit on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Went 6-10. and 10. I don't really have a lot to say about the Jaguars. They just, that operation has hit its peak by having a great season a couple years ago, making it to the AFC Championship game, and then completely falling apart. I honestly think they're going to go 2-14 and 14 or 3-13 and 13 this year. I think they're going to be tanking for Trevor Lawrence. They're going to want to get a new quarterback in there, even though I love Gardner Minshew. Dude's got mojo. Love it. Minshew mania. But, yeah, just, I just don't see this being a great team at all. Um, they're going to be playing from behind a lot. So, talking on that earlier, go get a wide receiver on a bad team. DJ Chark. Please go draft DJ Chark. Third, fourth, fifth round. I think DJ Chark is going to be very serviceable throughout the season. Um, even in garbage time, just racking up yards, maybe a couple touchdowns, and Gardner is going to throw the ball. They don't have a running back anymore with Fournette gone. Um, and that's another thing. We don't even know who the running back is. Is it Armstead? Is it... Uh, Chris Thompson, like, we have no idea who's going to be starting running back. And we don't even, I don't even want that running back on that team. That line sucks. <laughs> but I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to bash the Jags anymore. But not too many options here. I mean, if you want to play a Gardner Minshew, then that is on you. But DJ Chark would probably be the only guy I'm looking at from this team to, to have on my, one of my fantasy teams this year. And just to finish out the, team breakdowns we're going to talk on the kansas city chiefs just like i said with the cowboys go draft a cowboy the chiefs go draft a chief chief player um holmes hilaire edwards miko hardman tyreek hill travis kelsey they're all great the one i would be a little nervous about sammy watkins um sammy's so unpredictable and it's just like it's either injury or he's just not making the plays or there's always something. It always seems like there's an excuse. He's never hit this potential that, um, I don't know, that was kind of like looked at when he got drafted um, out of Clemson. And everyone projected this guy to be a top five receiver in this league for years to come. And he's never fulfilled that potential. And I don't think, you know, I think he's kind of past that prime. He's just a solid role player on this team. But he's someone I wouldn't really invest in, invest in on fantasy. But all the other guys, yeah, go nuts. Draft your chief players. Um, they're all good. Honestly, most of them are going to go in the late late rounds, like fourth, maybe top three rounds, I think. Yeah, and then Sammy's going to be a late-round guy. Everyone else is probably going to go in those top three rounds. Um, a sleeper, though, McCole Hardman. You can probably get him later in the uh, in your drafts as well. Um, Tyreek Hill goes down. That's their other speedster. And, I mean, we see what Mahomes does when, when you got a fast guy on the outside and able to make plays. I mean, it's insane. Mahomes is just incredible. Like, 
I'm gushing. <laughs> but um yeah, draft Chiefs players. Um they did finish last year at 12 and 4. I mean, honestly, I don't see them finishing below 11 and 5. Um 13 and 3, you know. They're going to be probably the number 1 overall seed I think in the AFC this year, get that bye week. And um yeah, we'll see if they can repeat. I mean, I think if any team could, or at least get there, Kansas City looks really good. They will have some, uh, definitely some uh, good opponents this year coming up with my Broncos. But the Chargers' defense is pretty stout. Um, you still got Baltimore out there in the AFC. Uh, we'll see how they perform against Houston, though, next week. I mean, that, that home opener is going to be interesting to see, especially with the Rona still, still being just... Fortunately, sweeping the nation and we need to get those masks on everyone so we can go and enjoy these games in person and fill these stadiums up. But with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and close out today's show. Uh, hit some shout outs here. And then on our next show, we're going to be touching on the L.A. Chargers, the L.A. Rams, the Hard Knock teams, the Las Vegas Raiders, Miami Dolphins and the Minnesota Vikings. I am going to be getting these shows out a lot more frequently because once the season starts and just to give you guys a rundown on how that's going to go, we'll be doing a preview show, a waiver wire show and a recap show. So you'll be getting three shows a week. Uh, definitely a lot shorter than what we've been doing. I'd see we're hitting around, you know, close to this hour mark. That's not going to be how every show is. We're just trying to pack as much information as I can in, in this short period of time. So bear with me, but definitely appreciate all the love, support, all the positive feedback, all the constructive criticism I've been getting. Really, really appreciate that. It goes a long way. But just want to give a couple shout outs before we break today. Um, been watching the NBA playoffs. The Denver Nuggets, they, they advanced. Oh, I can't believe how that game ended against Utah. Man, I felt bad for Donovan Mitchell, though. Um, Utah will be back. Donovan Mitchell's that guy. Like, he's someone next year that whew, that jazz seems going to be scary. And if they can get him some, some more help, I mean, watch out. Donovan Mitchell is the truth. Um, they got the, the Clippers coming. Or, yeah, the Nuggets and Clippers. Eh. I'm not a big believer in the Clippers, but that's just maybe me being a homer to Denver. Um, and then also, Houston Rockets closed out today against uh, OKC, and they're going to go get smacked against the Lakers. <laughs> so we'll, uh, that should be entertaining there. But um, no, that was a good series. It went seven. Uh, Chris Paul, man, he's still an elite talent in this league. So shout out to Chris Paul, and good job to the Houston Rockets. I mean, Dan Tony. Seems to always get teams in the playoffs and can never get to the finals. <laughs> but last but not least, um, I'm a big music fan, and I saw Big Sean is dropping Detroit 2 tomorrow. Uh, that's Thursday, so I know what I will be listening to over the weekend. Um, desperately in need of some new music, so excited for that. But other than that, that's going to close out today's show, and I'll see you guys next time.